Do you want to know what it takes to work as a high-performing executive assistant? You'll find out when you listen to the EA Campus podcast. Join me, Nikki Christmas, the founder of Practically Perfect PA and the EA Campus, for a weekly interview with successful assistants who all have first-hand experience and lessons to share on what it takes to excel in the role. Tune in, get inspired, and learn how to create an assistant career where you are valued, motivated, and ready to face every challenge head on. Whether you are an assistant just starting in your career or prepared to move to the next level, building a successful assistant career just got a little easier with the EA Campus podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the EA Campus podcast. Today, we have Gracia Mayeta with us. Welcome. Hello, everyone. We have um, a big old career to get through, and we always like to start with learning a little bit more about your career to date. So why don't you let us know? Yeah, I studied in Italy, and I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in foreign languages. I decided to study English and Spanish, and I started my career as a translator and web content editor and also teacher in Italy. And when I moved to the UK, uh, I kept teaching Italian to foreign students for a bit. And then I started my journey as super dry. That was my first office job as an administrator in finance. And I spent there four years and a half. Uh, and my career went from administrator, then I got promoted to coordinator. And it was in that environment, in those positions, that I understood that I really wanted to do, that I really, I really wanted to be involved in the EA world. And so that's why I started looking for another job. And finally, after one year, I got my job at Condense, where I work now as executive assistant to the CEO of the company and office manager. Fantastic. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the main aspects of the role at Condense? First of all, why don't you tell us what Condense does and then what the main aspects of your role are? Yes. Yeah, so Condense, at Condense, we live stream we live stream events of different types, especially music, into digital worlds. And it's the only company in the world that is actually able to stream content from our studio, our Metaverse studio that is in Bristol, into several digital venues, digital worlds. So it's uh, all about AR, VR and the Metaverse. That is something that now is very popular. And I support Nick Fellingham, that is the CEO of Condense. And my main priority is, of course, Nick, his, his inbox, his calendar, his meetings, his travel, anything that has to do with him and his schedule, it's something that I need to deal with. But I'm also supporting the other directors and also in general, I'm, I support the rest of the team. And I work with a lot of engineers and I work with also like the technicians that make everything happen when we have live events, for example. And I'm also office manager at Condense. So I deal with all the other stuff that is connected to the office and to the, um, to the space that we are renting in Bristol. Okay, it sounds like a busy role and you're really at the forefront of technology at the moment. Is the company a, a new company? How long has it been running for? Yes, so it's a startup and Nick Fellingham and the other co-founders, Dan, Andy and Ollie, decided to start the business in 2019. 
And then, of course, there was COVID, but they got a very big investment. And so the company kept growing. And yeah, and now we have this uh, amazing space in Bristol where we actually run live events. And we really believe that it is possible to have a physical audience in the studio, but also a digital audience that can join the event from whenever they are in the world. Wow. And what kind of events do you run? Is it mostly music, did you say? Yes, it's mostly music. Uh, we have done some work with BT at the very beginning and we were doing uh, boxing matches. But at the moment we are focusing on music and also dancing. We also have dancers performing. And so it's very interesting because we are exploring all the different things that we can bring into the metaverse. That is not just like um, a singer, but could be also a musician. We had a guitarist, we had a DJ and also dancers. Wow, that sounds really exciting. I want to come definitely onto more of the kind of work that you do with your executive, but just to get a sense as well what life is like for you outside of your assistant role. And we always start in the morning. So why don't you let us know a little bit about your morning routine and what you do before you get into work? Yes, of course. I try to start my day with a yoga session, even if it's just 10, 15 minutes. I need some time like for my yoga session to meditate a little bit, to have a little bit of a stretching, because, of course, I spend most of my day like on my laptop. And then I get ready. I have breakfast. That is extremely important for me. And at the same time, I also check my working phone because it's crucial for me and for this role to be on top of everything and to check my phone in the morning before I actually go to work and to the office allows me to be ready for anything. Because again, because it's a small company, there are lots of things going on. And even if I switch off at 5 p.m. in the afternoon, I always make sure that I'm ready for something new the following morning. And do you work in the office or are you do you work at home? Or is there a hybrid situation there? Uh, it's a hybrid situation. And so I spend three days uh, of the week in the office and the other two days working from home. So I think it's a very good balance, but it also depends on the things we have to do in the office. So basically, if you have a very busy week with meetings and also live events, I tend to go every day. And I know this is a difficult question for assistants, but I I always ask it. So what does an average day look like? What are the kind of fundamental tasks that you cover across a day? Yeah, it's I I have to say that every day is different. And and this is something I really like about, about this job because I'm never I never get bored because every 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 day is really different. And I spend most of the days, as I said, uh, in the in the office. And it's also a good occasion for me to spend more time with Nick and also more time with the other colleagues. I have daily meetings with the team. I have my to-do list to be on top of. I have a standard plan for every single day of the week, but I'm extremely flexible in changing uh, that schedule depending on the different situations on the projects that we are working on and because we also run live events I also deal a little bit with the logistics and the preparation of the office but also the communication with the artists and so I would say that I have my to-do list I have those things that I really have to do every single day that is mostly admin but then I'm ready to be flexible and change my schedule day by day. So what happens when something comes up that knocks you off your schedule? How easy do you find it to be flexible and then come back to the work that you know you've got to do? 
I have to say that I'm learning. I'm still learning every day how to be very proactive. And I think that the key is actually being proactive because if you are prepared in doing some stuff before the deadline, you are ready to actually focus on something that was not part of the schedule. And so this is something that I found very helpful. So try to be always on top of my daily things and the things that I have to do every single day so that if something comes up, I'm ready to have those spare hours to try and fix the problem. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I completely agree with that. It's it's nice to have a schedule in place so you know what to go, you've got exactly. to go back to when things come off track and it, then it's easier to get back to them. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So where whereabouts is the office? Is it in central Bristol? Do you manage to get out over lunchtime and yeah. make use of yeah, the location is amazing because it's we are in the building, the watershed. So basically, it's waterfront, and it's very nice because most of the days I just sit where the windows are, so I can see the river, and it's very nice, especially when it's a sunny day. And I try to take my half an hour, so to go outside, to go for a walk, to socialize with my colleagues. So I also like arranging lunch with them if it's possible. And yeah, so just walking, even if I have lunch that I cooked at home, I I always like to be outside on a bench and try to take that 30 minutes, just like switching off from the phone and from the work duties. And then I have to ask, because you said you were uh, the EA, but you're also the office manager. How do you find the difference in the two roles and and how do you, where do you find that you're mostly drawn to the EA role or the office management role? Definitely EA. Definitely EA role. I think that these two roles have been like put them together because there are some things that are very similar in both roles and you need to be very well organized in both roles. But because it's a small company, they've put together these two roles in my in, in myself. And I have to say that I enjoy both, but the one that I prefer and I would like to implement is definitely executive assistant. Yeah. 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 But I'm learning a lot as an office manager as well, like dealing with the other people, the other offices that are in the same building. And it's also a very good way uh, to create a good network. And networking is actually another important aspect of being an EA, an office manager. Yeah, the, the two roles complement each other very well, I think. And in most startups, I think you'll find that most of the executive assistants are, are either the office managers or they take on a lot of the office management type tasks. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a busy role. I wonder what the most challenging aspect of the role is for you. The most challenging part of my day is definitely trying to tick off all the boxes of my to-do list because I like being super well organized and I would like to get all the answers I need. But I'm aware of the fact that it's not possible every day. Because even if I work very closely with uh, with Nick and also with the other directors, sometimes it's just like the schedule is so busy that even getting an answer yes or no is tricky. I have my way to get the answers, but I have to say that it's challenging to get all the answers I need by the end of the day. I have to ask, how, how do you go about getting the answers that you need? Because I'm sure there'll be a lot of assistants thinking that's absolutely the challenge of their day as well. Uh, it really depends on the relation that you have. Uh, with the executive that you are supporting. I think it's very important not to basically try to go to um, 
push it a little bit because I know Nick now after one year and a half, I know that my first approach could be Slack because we use Slack a lot if I'm not in the office with him, for example. I don't use email with him at all because I'm the one that deals with his email. So I know that he's not gonna he's not gonna actually focusing on my emails. And the other one is just give him a ring and try to get the answer. But uh, I have to say that a positive thing of working in the office is definitely be there with him. So even if it's just for a coffee or just because he's, he's going to the loo, I'll just try to get the answer. So yes, I have my techniques and my techniques are like, I'm not too pushy, but I'll try to get the answer that I want by the end of the day. But it's challenging the fact that I know that I cannot have all the answers by the end of the day. So some of the things that I have on the to-do list for today, they need to go to tomorrow. And maybe I know that before all the meetings start, it's the right moment to give him a ring and try to sort out a few things before the day properly starts. I think that's a challenge for a lot of assistants. I think there'll be a lot of people listening that are nodding away. What's the most enjoyable part of the day? Enjoyable part, um, I I enjoy like being with my colleagues and be the one that is now the and I also think that all the aspect, the HR aspect is something that I really like because I also organize the team building events. I also I have also introduced the birthday off. So all these aspects that actually give me the chance to socialize with my colleagues is the aspect that I enjoy the most. And I have to say that in my company, I also enjoy when we have like important meetings or when we have these live events with some artists that I really like. So all this exciting stuff, I would say. And uh, I I never get bored. (laughs) What's been the career highlight for you? You've been working as an assistant for a year and a half now, but before that, you've done lots of different things. So I wonder if you could share some highlights with us. Yeah, I would say that one highlight is actually from last year because I had started my role as the EA in February 2022. And in June 2022, they gave me the opportunity to go to Glastonbury because the company was actually showcasing the tech at Glastonbury in Shangri-La, that is one of the areas of Glastonbury. And they asked me to uh, be part of the uh, organization to organize and coordinate the event for uh, for Condense. And we didn't have uh, enough time. And I have to say that last year was amazing because I was also looking after our social media accounts. So I was supposed to cover the social media for Glastonbury as well. And they gave me the ticket like last minute. So I was organizing everything behind the scene and when a week before Glastonbury, they told me that there was a ticket for me as well. It was amazing because I was there. And I think that everyone was really happy about our tech and experiencing, experiencing Glastonbury in this way with my colleagues was amazing. So even if I've done so many things in my career, that is so far the highlight. <laughs> that sounds so much fun. It's it's so great, I think, for assistants when so often you're working on the events and they're yeah. high, high profile events and they're you know really cool and fun and then what often happens or can happen is the assistant then doesn't get invited to go so I love it when you hear um, an example of an organization that actually understands that it's really important for the assistant to yes. actually be at the event that they are helping to organize it's great and it could, be, it could be very challenging working in a festival and coordinating the different bits because of course there is classroom in Shangri-La and that condense so coordinating all different parties and uh, speaking also with the PR team and yeah it was great and I really appreciate the fact that they, they let me go basically.
Oh, that's fantastic. And obviously Glastonbury is a lot of fun. So that's a nice added benefit. Yeah. Um, and then to, just to go back to what life is like for you outside of work. So when the laptop is shut, you leave the office or you, you finish working from home, what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? I, Apart from calling my family and friends uh, that live in Italy and I try to take always the time every day to speak with them, I like going dancing and I started properly and regularly in 2021. So most of my evenings are, are basically, yeah, spent dancing salsa and bachata latin american dances i attend regular classes every week and i just love it because i it is the only moment during the week where i can actually switch off my brain i put on my dancing shoes and for about two hours or three hours i forget about all the things to do and the boxes of my to-do list and yeah i just enjoy myself it's a very nice environment and i just like it i cannot think about my life now without having those hours per week dancing oh that's fantastic where in Italy are you from where are your family from so I come from the south of Italy it's a small it's a small town in the south it's just one hour from Naples and more or less one hour from the Amalfi Coast it's a lovely area but yeah I decided to move six years ago mainly because of my job and also because I've studied languages and I always thought about my life abroad and so that that's why I, I gave it a go six years ago I spent a lot of time in the south of Italy. It's, for those who haven't been, it's absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful part of the world and the people are amazing. But yeah, I wonder if... Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, I've been... I've spent so much time there. So we have friends who live in Reggio. Yeah. Which is... It's a little bit... Yes, it's a little bit southern. Yeah. But we've spent time in Naples. In, we've been very lucky to, to spend a lot of time on the Amalfi Coast and Sorrento. It's, it's one of my favourite places, actually. Yeah, it's in my heart. Like I try to go back like four four times a year, but summertime is the best because if we just go in to the Malficos, we stay there by the sea and it just yeah, I appreciate those places more because of course I'm not there. So Yeah, home becomes so much more important when you're not you know, when you're not living there and you're not spending time there. It, it it's nice how much you how much more you appreciate it when you don't actually live there. Yeah, I find from experience. Yeah. And have you managed to use your languages much in your role at all? I have to say that one of the reasons why they decided to hire me was because of the languages and because they really believe that it's something in addition to the other skills and something that I'm not using at the moment, but definitely because Condense is also thinking of, of expanding and it might happen to have some clients that don't speak English very well, that could be something I can use for them so mm. definitely but for example in my previous job as super dry I, I used Spanish a lot because I was dealing also with customers from Spain and I was like just using my Spanish yeah it was very helpful yeah it's again something that we often talk about on the EA campus and in the podcast as well for those assistants who do have additional languages particularly in the English market it's a real rare skill to have um, so a definite kind of tick, I think, for a lot of assistants who have additional languages. It's a real bonus. Yeah, it's like also those small things like Nick has meetings also with people coming from, I don't know, from Spain or from Italy. It doesn't mean that we are working closely with them. But even if just telling him what's the right way to pronounce a Spanish name or an Italian name is actually an addition. And he really appreciate that. Yeah, it's very good. 
So I'd like to ask your advice for assistants who are just coming into the industry. Is there a piece of advice you can give them just as they start their careers? Definitely, I would say never give up on challenging yourself because every difficult situation comes for a reason and you need to take the chance to learn more, to grow more and understand more things about your role as well. I can understand that sometimes an executive assistant can be seen as someone that does specific things and then people ask other staff or like, how do I use the printer or those more things that we think are maybe is not an executive assistant responsibility, but actually those are all challenges and things that can actually help you in growing and understand more about your role as well. And then put some boundaries maybe when you got the experience. That's such a great piece of advice. I think you're absolutely right. When you're starting in your career, really just the opportunity to learn is so important and you get that from all different ways so I love that piece of advice thank you for sharing that and I think it's also important not to say no try not to say no Uh, try to challenge yourself in understanding if you can deliver something that you have never done before and don't say no at the very beginning because otherwise it's like a sort of weakness it's like a point that of weakness yeah Yeah. Do you think there's anything that you wish you knew before you started your assistant career? Because from what you said, you were quite deliberate in that you wanted to be an assistant. It was something that you decided when you were at Superdry, okay, I want to move into an assistant role. So I wonder if there's anything you wish you knew before you'd taken that step. Nothing particularly related to the executive assistant world. I think it's more related to the world that I joined. Because I have to say, I wasn't a very techie person and I never worked with engineers. So maybe I would have had the chance to know more about tech, like in general. And because I work with them every day, it was a little bit challenging at the beginning just to learn the terminology. Because I'm, I'm not, I know I'm Italian, so English is my second language, but still, Tech language is another language in itself. Yeah, so maybe more connected to the world that I joined, but I was very aware of what an executive assistant does. And also because I kept watching the executive assistant as super dry. So it's like I started supporting some of them at the end of my career there. So I was already like into the mood of an executive assistant. So when I started at Condense, everything was very easy. It was like, ah, oh, this, is, this is actually something that really fit me. And so it was just more connected to the tech world. And how have you found that you've developed your awareness of the, the tech that you're organization employs and the people that talk about it how have you gone about just understanding it all because it's very difficult as you said when it's a whole new language yes first of all attending the meetings with the rest of the team and of course uh, speaking with Nick speaking with all the other colleagues and I try to watch them as well in the office and talking about it And then something that I still do, read a lot about metaverse virtual reality. So like taking the time every day or at least twice a week to read like the news about VR and this new tech. So basically try to familiarize with the language and also with the news because we need to be up to date. We need to be like all years to understand if there is like a competitor, if there is something that we can do better. So reading and also joining different communities. So on LinkedIn, for example, I join different tech communities and metaverse communities. So basically I, I try to get used to the language every day. 
Yeah, it's such a fast-paced industry that you work in. As I said, you really are at the forefront of technologies. Keeping up with it all is a job in itself. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that's why everyone needs to be aware. And I felt a little bit like, I don't know what you're talking about, or maybe like using a VR set or something like that. So I'm just, I I keep learning. It's definitely better than one year and a half ago, but I still need the time to keep learning. Yeah, I congratulate you on that because it, 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 as I said, it sounds like it's a lot of work to keep up with it all. But I so appreciate when I hear assistants say they join groups and they try to get their head around it all. I think it's so important. Yeah. So I wonder if you have ever come across um, any boundaries around the role or at any point anybody said you can't do that or um, any challenges that you may have faced in the assistant role? Maybe the challenge was trying to get to know this world better, but nothing connected to the job itself. Definitely trying to please people is something that could be a challenge and try to put boundaries and try also to manage expectations. When you receive so many mails from so many different people around the world that wants to have a meeting or wants to have a reply, that could be very challenging. So managing expectation is something that I'm trying to do every day. And how do you go about that? Because you're absolutely right. It's when you work for an, an, a busy executive where everybody wants a piece of their time, it, it easily filters down that everybody wants a piece of your time as well. So again, yeah, I wonder how you do go about setting expectations and, and, and boundaries for yourself. Yes, for myself, I try to be I try to be very, not very strict, but try to please them and reply all the time but always try not to say, okay, you're going to have a meeting in this day and on this time when you want, when it's not going to happen. So I always try to reply because I think it's very important to give also good customer service because I'm talking about also emails coming from people that would like to know more about our tech. So I always try to reply, but also managing the expectation that the, the meeting might not happen. And it's very important to know the focus of the company Because in the moment I know the focus on the company, I know Nick's priority and I know the priority for everyone everyone else. So I'm actually able to set the boundaries for myself as well and understand when, okay, I replied once and twice, but now I know that this is not something good for the focus of the company. So it cannot take my time because I need to focus on something else. I love that. That's such great advice. And as you said, because you're going to the meetings and you're understanding what's happening in the organisation and the industry as a whole, then you're able to make those decisions and be confident in the decision that you've made. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to get some um, advice from you on some of the tools and technology and software that you use to free up your time and uh, that help you in your role. So please, if there's any technology or apps or websites that you found that are helpful to you. I discovered Notion. Uh, I wasn't aware of Notion and the business is using Notion for a lot of stuff, especially for notes and for communication. And when you need to leave, like Vendover, you're going on holiday. So I found uh, Notion very useful. And in fact, my to-do list is a Notion. I share it with, with the other people that need to be involved. And I think it's very use, very simple to use. And another one that sometimes I use more specifically for investment tracker or sales pipeline is Trello. So you can create like different lists and you can also like try to track the progress on some specific topics. 
And Notion links in with Trello as well, doesn't it? So yeah. you've got that whole collaboration seamlessly. Yes. But of course, like Google Calendar, Gmail, of course, it's uh, something that I use daily. I wouldn't be able to do my job without them. So. And are there any events or books or publications or websites or training that you've been on that you found helpful? In the last few years, I realized how LinkedIn is useful to develop your career and also to be up to date with the stuff you, you work on. And so LinkedIn helped me to understand more about tech and to join some community. And it's also helping me to connect with communities of other EAs and PAs. And so that's what why I'm always aware of new webinars and online courses. I'm attending some web webinars offered by the community EA How To. And I listen to the, the, the podcast, uh, of course, published by Practically Perfect EA and also the Leader Assistant podcast. And also I read the book uh, written by Jeremy Barrons, The Leader Assistant. And also something that actually um, I'm doing recently is uh, joining some communities on Discord because Discord looks like uh, another chat, another way to communicate with people, uh, not just in the tech world, but also in the um, executive assistant world. So I would say that all of these things makes me feel more part of a community, even if I'm working from home and even if I'm the only executive assistant in the company. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, make sure to add all of those details to the show notes afterwards. Um, we have one last question for you. And I know it's not one that I've prepped you for. So please take your time. But I wonder if there's one skill that you could point to that has helped you be successful as an executive assistant. Being very flexible, I think. Being flexible. If you're not flexible, I think that you might struggle a little bit. Because, yeah, in one year and a half, I changed my daily plan so many times that if I wasn't open to be flexible, I would have failed probably. Yeah, I think that's such a great skill that assistants can absolutely rely on. And you can really build on how um, to be flexible. I think it's a skill that you can absolutely learn. Um, you can learn, yes, even if you don't want to apply it on your personal life, because I have to say that sometimes I'm not that flexible in my personal life. Yeah. You need to to apply it in your work life. Yeah, I think you're allowed to not be flexible in your private life when you're so flexible in your work life. I think that's fine. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much for your time today. I think our listeners would have learned a lot from you. And I so appreciate you taking the time to speak to us today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And I, I hope that I can help some executive assistants out there to progress in their career. Thank you so much for listening to the EA Campus podcast. We would love for you to take a minute to subscribe to the EA Campus podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you could give us a review, we would so appreciate that too. If you want to check out the show notes, you can do that by going over to the eacampus.com forward slash podcast and take a look at everything we discussed. You can also find all the links to the resources, articles and tech that we mentioned during the show. If you want to join the conversation inside the EA Campus community, you will also find all of the information on the EA Campus website. The community continues to grow and we have an amazing group of assistants sharing their careers. We have ongoing events and training for our members and we would love to see ambitious and career-driven assistants join us. 
Thanks for your time. And I hope you tune in again to the next episode of the EA Campus podcast.